Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I, so, you skipped over the part where a ghost pushed a kid down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Rusty Quill presents Enthusiasm. Hello, friends and fans, and welcome to Enthusiasm. I am your host, Helen Gould, one of the best Rusty Quillers, and today we're talking about urban legends. I am delighted to be joined by April, Hi. Frank, Hello. You can say hi if you want. Don't worry. Uh, we are joined by April, Frank, Hannah, and Johnny. April, you've already said hi. So, can you tell us what your pronouns are and uh, what you do? Hi, my pronouns are she/her, and I am the executive of production at Rusty Quill. So, I'm in charge of making sure all of the things get made. That is a very big job. It is. It's a very busy job. <laughs> Frank, what are your pronouns and who are you? Hi, I'm Frank. I'm a they, them. I'm just kind of a ghost that uh, haunts Rusty Quill. A welcomed ghost. <laughs> Hannah, how about you? Hello, I am Hannah. I am the producer for Rusty Quill Gaming, as well as uh, Inexplicables and other Patreon content. So also helping make the things, but not on quite a broad, scary level as April, who is sees all and, and knows all and stuff. <laughs> And what are your pronouns? Oh, I missed that. I'm so sorry. She, her. Excellent. And finally, I want to make fun of your name and call you something like John Bonom Bombdom. But um, Johnny. Why do you want to do that? I don't know. Why, why do you want to do that, Helen? Because <laughs> I like to it's make fun It's very cruel. Of you. I haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> well, say something now. Give us your pronouns. I can't believe us- you wouldn't take this seriously. <laughs> anyway, I'm Johnny, uh, he, him, and I'm the man who killed Frank, <laughs> rendering them a ghost. I knew it. Uh, bound forever to Rusty It's Quill. all coming out now. The ritual was complete. <laughs> well, speaking of rituals, we are, of course, talking about urban legends. And I'd like to start with, I'm just going to open the floor. Does anyone have a sort of favourite urban legend or one that is special to you or from where you live or your hometown or anything like that? Do anyone like to start chatting about it? I don't mind going first because, like, I, I, when we were going through topics, I was just like, "This is the one topic I know that I can, I can go in on," because, because I love spooky things, or and and I live in a spooky town, and yeah, I, uh, I, I grew up near um, Shane's Bridge, uh, Goatman's Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it on the record that me and my friends claimed to that bridge several years before Shane and Ryan went there for from BuzzFeed. This yeah. is a call out specifically for gotcha. Shane Madey of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, but you didn't respond when he said, if you don't respond, it's my bridge. I know. There you you know go. what? That's, that's fair, actually. Legally uh, binding. <laughs> We've done some ghost hunts down there before. When I was in high school, it was like a really common 
thing to get to go out there and see like the spooky legend Mm. that bridge was actually in use for a long time before they built like a bypass road but we went out there a couple of times like when I was younger and one of the times that we went out there I actually is the only time that I actually say that I've seen a a ghost and I believe that I've actually seen something otherworldly I guess because like I didn't believe in ghosts until like I went out to this place April I beg you to tell me about this ghost so when we went out it was actually like proper scooby-doo dark and stormy night kind of thing (laughs) nice Nice. So it it wasn't like storming, but it was definitely like lightning in the distance. And we went out and we're like, okay, well, we'll just go and like, we'll walk across the bridge and then like, we'll, we'll be done. And so when we went out, there was like lightning and we got distracted because like over in the trees, like near the bridge, when we were walking up the hill toward it, we started seeing these little like lights on the ground, which I don't know if it was like lightning shining off of like spider webs or what it was, but it was really strange, like sparkly light that distracted all of us. So we were just standing there watching it. And then I got bored and just decided to, like, walk away. (laughs) And so I turned and walked off towards the bridge, which was, like, up and around, like, another bunch of trees. And when I went up and around, I saw this, like, misty white figure on the bridge. And as soon as I looked at it, it darted immediately to the other side of the bridge, to the right, and down underneath the bank and under the bridge in, like, a moment. And I honestly thought that I didn't, Like, I was like, okay, I'm seeing things. I'm just in the spooky mood. And then one of my friends came up behind me and said, did you just see that too? And I was like, "Wow!" I honestly would have written it off if it wasn't one of my friends was on there and saw the exact same thing. And both of us were like completely shaken. But it was interesting because it wasn't scary. Yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't have that like foreboding feeling or anything, but it definitely, I I think I'm pretty confident it was like a ghost. So. Well, so now I'm like, does anyone else have ghost stories? (laughs) No, I Yes. I wish. <laughs> was that a yes I heard? I, sure. I was wondering if urban legends included ghost type things, like what was under that category. So, I don't know. Happened in a city. It's good good enough. We can discuss that later on if you like. I, I am curious. We can get super think, yeah. intellectual because yes, we are all extremely it. smart people. In terms of ghost stories, I will not specify specific schools or locations or anything, but my high school theater was... Uh, notoriously haunted enough that it became sort of an important part of the culture around being in that theater department. Uh, We would have ghost stories after the closing of pretty much every production of go into the black box theater, big empty room, turn all the lights off, light some candles, sit in a circle. And there was there was never a time that nothing happened. There was always at least some, you know, footsteps on the floor, which was, you know, old and creaky wood and properly spooky. It was very nice. In terms of specific things that happened, there were quite a few. There were sort of some, like, recurring characters, if you will, that that people would tend to see. For example, there was a tall man who is basically, sounds like the silhouette of Slenderman, if you you think about it too hard, (laughs) but uh, did see that that gent one time just sort of a it's not necessarily a great story it's more just like turned and went oh well that's not supposed to be there and then it just kind of strangely moved off behind a a wall oh what did it look like just like a tall silhouette kind of just a tall silhouette yeah like a shadow cast by nothing i suppose if we had to get poetical with it and yeah there would be times where uh me and the director slash teacher of the drama department who was basically like the Giles to everyone's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer squad. He and I would every once in a while need to just go into the theater 
and do like a good cop, bad cop with the empty air, which would occasionally <laughs> make thuds on the wall in retaliation. And if it got too mean, be like, all right, you've, you have now pushed a student down the stairs. That happened. Sometimes the doors would rattle. Heard like a random scream one time. That could have been someone outside, though. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like I'm mostly just rambling. The point is, I had a very cool theater department. Uh, so you skipped over the part where a ghost pushed a kid down yeah, the yeah, stairs? Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to ask. So um, this was during a production about Edgar Allan Poe. Ah. So you know it got interesting. <laughs> and uh, part of this show was there was a, a group of actors who were called the Shadows, and they were dressed in these very very spooky semi-victorian like all black with veils over their faces and it was their job to basically be the voices in the titular character's head uh they were quite spooky Ah. and there were many times that they you know we'd have them sort of on the edges of scenes like lurking around being generally spooky and sometimes there'd be an extra one and everyone afterwards would be like who who was over here when weren't I was, I was supposed to be the only one over in this corner right now and you know everyone else would be accounted for and oh, okay there's shadow 10 and there was one of the shadow chorus who seemed to get sort of bothered by this this extra cast mate more frequently and uh yeah we were all in in rehearsal one time, and uh, there's a sort of stairwell off of the main theater that leads to, like, the dressing rooms upstairs. And uh, we all heard a scream and went over, and she was at the bottom of the stairs, and, like, I'm not going to swear as much as she was, but she was freaked out and basically saying, like, yeah, Shadow 10 just pushed me down the stairs, like, saw out of the corner of my eye and then fell, and it, yeah... These are all things that obviously could be written off if you so desired. I won't blame anyone if anyone's like the skeptic in the room of being like, I don't know if that's legitimate, but uh, it certainly seemed like it at the time, if nothing else. I mean, I'm just writing like the mystery or like the Poirot (laughs) in my head where like it's this long term plan to like somebody dresses as the extra shadow and is like laying all the stuff and like is the ultimate goal is to try and assassinate this person Ooh. and then convince everyone else that a ghost pushed them down the stairs <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> well they didn't pick a very good flight of stairs no, that's it's not, not that's not my actual experience. theory i'm not suggesting anyone oh, okay. try to assassinate okay. your schoolmate uh cool it's, <laughs> but it's just I doing story storytelling time <laughs> It's just storytelling time. I just finished watching all of Fear Street yesterday. Has anyone else watched that series? I haven't gone around to it yet, I'm afraid, no. I want to. Okay. I don't like recommending things because things that I enjoy, as I've said before, are not necessarily good. Um, I did enjoy Fear Street. Um, The concept of that is that um, there are two towns and one of them is very uh, well off. And the other town is cursed and they're cursed because of a witch. And um, the three films go through three different time periods, finding out the actual story behind the urban legend of why this witch did it and who she was and uh, what really happened. And it also goes through um, a lot of uh, various tropes of like teenage horrors, like serial killers, like the the hiding in the closet the being alone in the mall and then suddenly attacked that kind of thing so give it give it a little bit of a go but as you said it's based on christopher no 
No, it's based on R.L. Stein books. Yeah, I think it was the teen. It's the teenage version of Goosebumps. Uh, yes. That came out. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, just the two of them go together. <laughs> yeah. No, they are very much the yeah. the, the twin pillars of uh, of childhood childhood horror. Yes. Something interesting to look at that um, in terms of looking into what is truth and what is legend and like uh, how things can get twisted. Mm-hmm. Anyway. This is almost exactly how I was wanting this conversation to go. Thank you, everyone, for being so cooperative with my internal expectations. I would like to talk a bit more about internet urban legends and creepypasta and stuff like that, because we're sort of all of similar ages and we've all grown up with things like uh, the SCP Foundation. Mm. And I don't know if any of you saw the uh, uh, like Marble Hornets. Oh, yeah. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we all watch it? Did we all watch Marble Hornets? I only heard about it, but oh, yeah. fun fact, I was, heard of it. Uh, I was in uni studying film when Marble Hornets came out, and I was like, they're better at this than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like they tailed off. Yeah, yeah, it was very much like it, like a lot of these uh, online horror stories, they very much like start without like it, it feels like obviously i have no actual insight mm. in their, into their production but it often feels like they start without really a, a thought of like oh what, how is it going to end it's just like oh this is a fun thing let's let's do this mm-hmm. and then it'll yeah. get big and you often see them sort of enter a holding pattern which feels like it's both a because they don't necessarily know how to move it forward, and B because you know they've started making a little bit of money from it and want mm. that to continue, understandably. Uh, and yeah. I feel like Marble Hornets very much entered this like weird holding pattern, like late season. T- I mean, I don't remember exactly how the seasons. I don't even remember that it had seasons. <laughs> but I'm, I, the, the the whole like sort of almost ARG creepy pasta horror boom mm. that Marble Hornets kicked up is is fascinating like that that it were what that it was these real times horror stories being told through like videos but also through like Twitter accounts and like yeah. sometimes through packages being mailed to fans and that sort of thing which is really fascinating to see happen uh, but also really infuriating if you're trying to like catch up and figure out what's happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah i should i should explain um to the listener if you have not come across marble hornets before it was as johnny just said like an an arg horror series that started off some youtube videos based around slender man and some people getting haunted and basically um oh god let's see if i can remember it it's been a while one of them had started making a a video project and then had suddenly stopped and disappeared and the other one went to look for him and started uncovering uh Slenderman and uh, I remember that my favorite part of it is that in some of the shots in the background you can see Slenderman and so my my main thing was like being glued to the screen trying to see if yeah. I could see if I could spot him that's my favorite it's classic fan footage yes Mm-hmm. And I love it. But yeah, that really was... I didn't realise until much later how much of a phenomenon it was. I thought it was just me watching it in my little university room. I, I thought the I thought the Siren Head stuff that came up recently oh, was really cool. Yeah. Just the, the design Head. work that people have done in creating Siren Head videos. I, ju- I just love them. <laughs> You'll have to tell me about what that is. Oh, uh, Trevor Henderson uh, or Slimy Swamp Ghost uh, on Twitter... Um, does a lot of uh, sort of 
taking pictures and then uh, like photos and then editing in horrible monsters uh, and ah. he had uh what you might describe as a breakout cryptid called siren head uh, that is this sort of huge, tall, gangly TikTok. thing with sirens yes. for head that like camouflages itself in like telegraph wires and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 very effective, a f- phenomenal bit of design. It's mm-hmm. really effective in sound design videos yeah. that I've seen yeah. that have come up, or like games. There's games yeah. that have been based off of it that I always think that it's really fun how they do the sound design in those because it even though you know it's just like regular sirens or like noises and stuff the way they make it feel like it's coming up behind you Mm -hmm. you're like it's it's a big stick with a siren on its head (laughs) like it shouldn't be scary but it just the size of like has that visceral feeling and i i i think especially like i mean growing up in south or midwest like you're like every wednesday at 1 p.m they test the sirens um and so, Sirens like, for you get uh, for tornadoes. Oh, right. Um, and so it's, like, one of those, like, really random Midwest things, but it's so strange that, like, when it's a Wednesday at 1 p.m., you, like, default, like, delete it from your brain. But when you hear it <laughs> out of context, it's like, oh, no, I'm scared. I have to, like, hide. Mm. <laughs> There's something about noises in the woods that aren't supposed to be there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. incorrect noises. That, oh, that gets me. Like, anything that's about mimicking human voices and stuff like that, yeah, that's that's creepy. Yeah, I mean, sirens have been, like, for, for me, sirens ever since, like, the original Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. Very much, like... Oh, yeah. That reminds me as well of a, another Twitter thread that went on for a long time, which was, um, I think it was about a, a little boy called David. And it was this guy who did a really long Twitter thread about having nightmares about a ghost boy called <gasps> oh, David. I remember that. And like he did little drawings of this yeah. creepy boy. Does everyone remember that? And yeah. I don't remember I how it ended. I vaguely remember it, but it was, yeah, that one was one that was running around a while ago. Yeah. And there were people like... I know it's really interesting to me how um, how blurred the lines are becoming between like what I might call like natural urban legends and urban legends that are made for like content. Yeah. yeah. Now, mm-hmm. because I think one of the questions I wrote down was, "Is creepy pasta a kind of urban legend?" And I think it is, but I would be interested to hear people's thoughts on that. Um, Frank, you looked intrigued. Oh, uh, did I? <laughs> 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 okay absolutely brutal <laughs> that's okay oh, on that on that let's take a break and we can all have a think <laughs> frank's hot takes when we come back and welcome back so what do we think are do creepypasta count as urban legends i think they're, they're like a subgenre of urban legend that's how i would class them i think that they can become urban legends Mm. but i also think that like an urban legend needs a certain degree of ubiquitousness like that it needs it needs to be kind of cut off from where it came from because like Mm. i mean this this isn't the the sort of oh where is where is the line between like authored fiction and uh urban legend like is i mean that that's a very Old question. You look at something like uh, Scary Stories to Tan the Dark, uh, the book. A lot of those mm, I love that series, are yeah. just written up versions of old urban legends and campfire tales. And yeah. Yeah. there are one or two that were, as far as I'm aware, invented in that book, but have passed into the popular consciousness. Um, 
And so I think it's the same with Creepypasta. Something like uh, Slender Man, definitely at this point an urban legend. But something like the 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 David Twitter thread, for instance, I, that's I don't think that's that's an urban legend because you know you you don't really the story there is not divorced from the Twitter thread. Like no one's like the concept of oh, the ghost of the child David isn't something you would necessarily hear from someone who's never even heard of that of that thread. Mm-hmm. So like a creepypasta can become an urban legend but isn't one inherently. I would yeah. I would say yeah. so. Uh, that's, yeah. I think that's a fair argument. So I guess so the key really is the urban part. Like it needs to have gro- I think it if it grows beyond the realms of its original medium. Yeah, it needs to be something you know. that it like that you can point to a physical location and say, ooh, that happened there, or it happened in this town, or in the woods, maybe, rather than, oh, I read it on the internet. I just feel like it needs, um, kind of like Johnny said, it needs, um, oh, God, I had like a great phrase, and then I just ADHD'd it just to death. It just went. <laughs> um, but it kind of, it just needs to grow beyond its origin, I guess. Like, it needs to, mm. it needs to exist away from the author. Like, no one remembers who came up with Slenderman, you know, except for like internet historians. What's his name? Eric Knudsen. I have no idea. I I wouldn't. <laughs> no idea. I also didn't know who created Siren Head until Johnny had mentioned that. That's why I was like, I think Johnny knows more about this than I do. I, I'll, I'll be honest. That is, that is a problem that uh, Trevor uh, that uh, Trevor Henderson has has been facing over the last couple of years. Yeah. Is that everyone's like, oh, this cool monster just turned up, and he's like, no, I, I made no. it. I, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, stop. No, stop. This. <laughs> I, need, I have co- copyright. Is it mm, okay? Uh, yeah, I made a point to learn who Trevor Henderson was because I knew that um, he wanted to keep authoritative, like, he wanted to be the author of that. He made it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a hard part, too, when it's, like, you have authorial, like, creation over something and then it grows beyond mm-hmm. what you're able to, to hold. I'm just thinking of the fact that I've seen a TikTok where instead of Siren Head, it's a massive... Uh, Woody from Toy Story. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> seen that Infinitely one. more terrifying. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. There's a snake in my boot. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just, just like coming out and garble like siren speech. <laughs> now, like, to me, something is an urban legend if two 15-year-old, if one 15-year-old could say that their friend had seen a thing or encountered something in their town. Mm. Obviously, there's no proof. But you know, they, they, like their, their cousin definitely saw this thing to another 15-year-old. <laughs> and the other 15-year-old would, would nod and like like be like, yeah, right, but secretly kind of believe them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And crucially, neither of those teenagers would have been exposed to the original or like the source of yeah. that yeah. story, like or they creature. would still come up with it without finding the original post. Like it's th- yeah. that that feels to me like that's the point where it's been sufficiently like removed from its origin and just seeped into the the cultural consciousness enough to be to be because like you you can imagine like teenagers being like no yeah my, my my cousin saw like my cousin reckons that that they saw Siren Head in the woods when they were camping last year. You know, we just that just heard it on the breeze. Yeah, you know, like mm, yeah. that's how teenagers speak, I believe. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very in touch with the youth. Uh, a bit squeakier, though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> on the breeze. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love how it sounds like they're floating away on the breeze. Goodbye. Sorry, it's got me. (laughs) So that makes me want to circle around to the first question I asked, which is um, like maybe what's the first urban legend or like the notable urban legends that you personally have like heard or experienced? Because I know my first one was um, just that a certain house um, about a five minute walk from me had a witch in the attic. Classic. And um, yeah. as as far as I as far as I understand, this was made up by the various neighborhood kids simply because it had one of those just just a just a uh, like a servant's window, just like one of those small round windows, and they'd be like, "Oh, if you look up there, she'll look at you." And I used to always hurry past that house on my way. <laughs> we had one of those literally just because the block across from us. Uh had sometimes when the light hit the smoke it was green and so everyone was like that's a witch over there (laughs) (laughs) i'm an expert on such things and i can tell you for certain definitely witchy everyone's got witches i've i never encountered a witch urban legend uh growing up we like it was always the thing of like if there was a small door in like a classroom or anything like that Uh it'd be like it generally wasn't like an established urban legend it'd just be like you'd kind of be competing to be like what you reckoned was in there. Um, and, and that, there was a, lot of, a lot of messed up stuff. Do you have just small doors in the classrooms of your school? That, uh, like, like, yeah, up on the wall, yeah, you know, so like in, a, in like, lives. I don't know, like in a, in a high ceiling, like, room or something like that, you'd, you'd have like a little, little, little hatch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> like, sometimes I, buildings have small doors. Like, like, Anna is, and I are learning about British architecture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, our, our schools are often the architecture is not great. They're often repurposed from other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like retrofitted Victorian buildings. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I think usually they they w- didn't even lead to like storage space. Usually they were just like access to the pipes or something. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I assume I never actually opened them. So you know, could have been a witch. Could have been. Could have been. You don't know. Something that, um, in retrospect, I find fascinating is that in my primary school, we were all convinced the attic was haunted for no apparent reason, just because it's an attic. But in hindsight, I'm like, there was a there was a World War Two bunker in our school. <laughs> Why wasn't that oh. haunted? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great uh, question. I have the rare privilege of people actually thinking that my street, the one that led to my house, was haunted. We didn't have street lights on this street. There's only like five or six houses down there. So obviously... It's the episode where we find out Helen's the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, I think you're from the past. I might be. I might yeah. be. But it meant that walking down that bit of the road, it was completely pitch black because there's no street oh, lights. Yeah. And I used to... <laughs> I used to pelt down there yelling or singing <laughs> until I got to my house. Yeah. Because <laughs> they they planted all these trees so no one could actually see our houses. There was like a big barrier of trees between us and the main road where the bus came. So for other kids walking by, it just looked like normal street, normal street, normal street. A weird pitch black turnoff into yeah. a creepy avenue and then normal street, normal street. I can see how that would be the haunted street. Like, Did you yes. live in like a prototype for the village? Yeah. <laughs> right? That was the beta test. Yeah, just, just, just the nice beta test, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it was fairly old-fashioned. Everyone who lived out, like, we were the youngest family there. 
And um, on one side, we had a neighbor who kept loads of geese and wouldn't control them. So every so often I'd wake up and there'd be geese in the front garden. <laughs> Just honking. This, is, this story keeps getting better. I want to know everything there is to know about this haunted goose road. Spooky geese. It's April, don't worry about it. It's just an urban legend. Geese aren't actually real. <laughs> geese can't hurt you. The geese man cometh. <laughs> What's really bad is like you guys could probably can just convince me and Hannah that thing like you can make up your own urban legends. Honestly, yeah. Hannah would be like, "Oh yeah, it's must be a British thing." I don't know. That would be interesting to know if there's different urban legends. I mean, no, all our urban legends are garbage, though. I'm gonna divulge something that's gonna take away an opportunity that I would have if if any of y'all came to visit me. Um, <laughs> but I got tricked when I was really little. And one of the earliest, like, urban legends that I guess I ended up, like, falling for lasted for way too long of my life. Like, uh, just way too long. Oh, no. But jackalopes, (laughs) I thought, were real for into my teens. Aww. Uh, Because when I was really little, maybe about, like, five or six, um, we went to, like, Texas Roadhouse, which is, like, a chain of restaurants out here. But they have... like stuffed jackalopes so they'd take mm. like yep. rabbits and then they would put antlers on them and it was just everywhere and so i was like oh what are those and so my dad told me oh those are jackalopes and i was like oh like i've never seen one before and he's just like oh yeah they're only in wyoming he's like your uncle and i go <laughs> go hunting for them uh sometimes we haven't been able to go in a while because like y'all are really little but like i'll take you when you're older and i was convinced until i was like 14 that jackalopes were real they were only in wyoming and someday i was gonna get to go jackalope hunting with my family and i would tell all of the other kids oh and and i was just so upset because i was like no i know my dad wouldn't lie to me oh Oh, no I love that it's Wyoming. Became more, more. I know the the internet became uh, more more widely accessible, and I found out that that was not true, and uh, I felt a fool, and I hated the state of Wyoming, and blamed the state (laughs) for fooling me. You deceitful bastard. (laughs) But I have a goal. Did you tell your dad about it? Did you like have a reckoning with him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember a few times. I'm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember I a few times. I like. I I gave him a hard time about that. Where I was just like, "You lied to me for years. I can't trust you." Oh, uh, wow. It was with the best of intentions, but uh, I I think it's probably one of the funniest things now. <laughs> I kind of want to like my um my nephews and my niece aren't here right now, but I I kind of want to start something like that where. But my sister probably wouldn't let me get away with it. Mm. I just be like, oh, I can convince them that some sort of cryptid is absolutely real, and just see how long I could do it. Like I can't hold a grudge against my dad for it because I would absolutely do that. <laughs> well, April, if Rusty Quill folks ever come and visit, and we have some kind of group gathering, I will absolutely back you up if you decide to yeah. sell jackalopes <laughs> as a real thing. My goal is to someday convince somebody the jackalopes are real. Unfortunately, the internet is preventing that from being able to be a... Uh... Listen, people still believe there's plastic rice for some reason. Like, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. In some ways, the internet gives you a better chance. Yeah. You can just, like, <laughs> just create your own... I just, like, I'm, I'm always so disappointed in, like, British cryptids and British urban legends. Like, 
you know, yeah, you'll have like the black cats. Oh, uh, yeah, or black cat, or the black dog, or like oh, there's you know the. I mean, I guess we got Nessie. Nessie's pretty good, but like that's that's the, like, but like at this point, that's not that's not scary and like all the others like oh the the beast of dartmoor what is it it's like a boar i guess oh yeah it's like they're it's all just, just like a, oh this animal. is a this is a big cat or this is a big scary dog and it's like oh they're just are you sure you did not just see an animal i mean i feel i think i think that big thing is a very valid character concept. Yeah, but they're like, they, but they're just like that. And half the time you read it, and it's like, oh, do you mean it's like not big? It's just that someone said it looked weird, and it's like, mm. Mm, okay, good. So weird, but it's it's fine. Also, I, I when I go to a new town, I, I like to go on like the, the sort of the haunted mystery tour. And <gasps> yes, I, I've yeah. done oh, they're all they're they're never like they're all like oh. In the 17th century, it is said the devil pulled a man through a grate here. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> That's way too long in the past. It's, it's not scary. The devil's not going to pull me through a grate. Yeah, I'm like, where's the Freddy Krueger Where's the child who was pulled into their bed in 1987 and yeah. no one could explain it and now the house is covered in blood? Yeah, there's that awesome Protestants were burned here and now sometimes people think they can smell burning. Okay. Mm. Oh. I'll tell you what. Um, me and my friends once we went on a weekend where we did the ghost walks. We went to Lincoln and York ghost walks, and the one that stuck with me is the one from Lincoln, where I can't remember the details, but a, a monk got beheaded at the top of a hill, and oh, his, big and like, monks get beheaded all the time, Helen. <laughs> That's why, that's why they have that uh, bald spot on top. <laughs> I'm sorry. Either, I'm either the monk was beheaded at the top of the hill or he was beheaded elsewhere and was being carried to the top of the hill. Mm. But the point of it is that um, the the coffin or the body was dropped and the head bounced all the way back down. And um, people are said to see the bouncing head <laughs> rolling <laughs> by. That's amazing. Uh, the that one's just fun. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> and it is said that on fun. still nights, you can hear, you can still hear from the top of the hill, drifting distantly, the phrase, oh, for sake, I'm going to have to go get that. <laughs> <laughs> On the breeze. Wow. On the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it whispered on the wind. <laughs> that would that would be like if uh like people nowadays, like millennials, become ghosts. Like just you just hear the just sound of memes on the wind. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> just me, me haunting just me haunting like my childhood home just being like road worker head <laughs> I sure hope it does I saw a, a, a see through man in the distance didn't do much he was just flossing <laughs> I like this boring ghost collection this is <laughs> what is boring millennial ghosts. ghosts don't have the energy to do much yeah <laughs> I mean, to be fair, most classic ghosts are a bit boring. It's like, oh, you do, they yeah. say that you can still see the old queen walking along this corridor. D- doing much? No, cool. just walking. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really down on uh, <laughs> urban. Le- like, no, 
A I had a ghost swear rubbish. at me once. I love fun. the idea that like you go in somewhere and they're like, some days like, you can still hear music playing in the background and it's like Crazy Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I especially like the implication that Crazy Frog died. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Frog was, was in a brutal killed, car crash. But it still found a way to live on. <laughs> um, Hannah, you said something there about did something what push you touch you what was that oh no a ghost swore at me uh yeah this was at really yeah this is at a a place called the stanley hotel which is in the mountains of colorado and it is the place that inspired stephen king to write Mm -hmm. the shining Mm -hmm. oh i've been there yes that's why that sounds familiar yeah uh very cool place i've gone there a couple of times for well basically ghost hunting conventions uh and (laughs) it's a very good time and uh Part of that is naturally that you get to do a little bit of investigating. And uh, there is this one this one area. I think it's the music hall. It's like a separate building. But there's a balcony overlooking this little concert area. And mm. the the reported uh, ghost there is uh, this just sort of sounds like an angsty teen who's just like pissed off and like people will smell B.O. Like it's just a, it's just <laughs> angsty teen ghost. And apparently he will... Uh, yeah. Can't stand a smelly ghost. <laughs> the smelly ghost. Yeah, yeah. This is a legitimate thing that people have said. And so when we went up there, we had a, another another phasmophobia call out the little spirit box that like cycles through radio frequencies, yeah. and you can hear those are those are things that that you can use. And uh, in this particular instance, uh, there's sort of a like a rotating group thing because there were a decent number of people there, and we were nearing the end of the time that we could be there. There had been like some words and stuff but no nothing super interesting and uh i said you know hey eddie that was the name of the ghost like uh we have to go soon can you maybe like just give us give us one last thing before we have to go and i swear to you clear as day it said you and uh (laughs) i have audio of that i can prove that that happened (laughs) so whether that's some weird quirk of radio frequencies i don't know but I, it was yeah, that was uh, fun. You just tuned into like you know you know numbers stations. Yeah. <laughs> There's also swearing stations. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, where like Russian spies just swear at you constantly <laughs> on the airwaves. That just makes me think of Ryan Bagara on BuzzFeed Unsolved, and yeah. that time where he just said spaghetti. <laughs> 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 There's a hungry ghost. Yeah, hungry ghost. What'd you say if you were a ghost, Frank? Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I think if I was a ghost, I'd just be angry. I'd just be annoyed Mm. and contrarian. You know what? If people were mad at me and were like, we're going to kill you so that you piss on off, I'd stick around. Be like, you, I'm, no. I'm here forever now. (laughs) Get wrecked. The correct response to almost getting hit by a car in the crosswalk is to be like, you hit me, I'll haunt you. If you're a ghost (laughs) in my house, Frank... I'd blame all my antisocial behaviour on you. Oh, who ate the last the last Jaffa cake? Well, I mean, Frank's ghost uh, like just loves. We, we can't be sure, but I don't <laughs> know. Very very inconsiderate ghost. <laughs> you know, I hate Jaffa cakes, but I would just to just to annoy people. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't eat it. You just ghost. knock it onto the floor, so people are like, oh, I don't want to eat that. It's been on the floor. No, a ghost touched it, and it's been on the floor. I don't. <laughs> I almost said something about looking forward to seeing you as a ghost, and then I realized the implications, so I'll just retract that entire <laughs> thought. <laughs> Never mind. 
<laughs> I'd love to murder you. <laughs> you make such a cool go. Like that's a, that's such a like positively but yeah. like threatening yeah. statement. Like you would make such a cool. You ghost. Have you ever cool considered ghost? being a ghost? I think it would suit you. <laughs> that's when Johnny says it. It sounds like terrifying. Yeah. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> okay, we are almost out of time, so I would like to have a final question, which is. If you were a cryptid, which one would you be? And I would like to be, if it was me, I would want to be a kind of Sasquatch because they just live in the woods and chill out and um, and are smelly to make people go away. <laughs> yep. yep. And I think that is very cool and valid of them. <laughs> <laughs> we support Sasquatches yep. here at Rusty Quill. We do. <laughs> Any other thoughts on what cryptid you would like to be? It's the new Enthusiasm merch. Enthusiasm. <laughs> we support Stinky Sas- Sasquatch. <laughs> Stinky Sasquatch Club. Yay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll put one forward. Uh, I'll go with Mothman because I enjoy the thought of just kind of yeah. sitting places with wings and looking ominous and occasionally mm. maybe like screwing with people telepathically but otherwise just just looking looking spooky and sitting in high places <laughs> and flying around like that i'd do that all day and also having an incredible ass is that oh, is yeah that a fact? yeah <laughs> well just... i didn't know that so the internet <laughs> has decreed yeah. All right. <laughs> no, it's there's a statue. There's a statue of Mothman with a really oh, pert, right. pert <laughs> You know, I've never seen the the backside of that statue. I, I'm gonna have to go see the, the backside of that. Statue, Apparently, yeah. I gotta go see it now. Right, Mothman uh, butt is gonna be in my Google search. <laughs> <laughs> Good, excellent. Uh. I would, while you're looking that up, uh, I'm actually going to forgo some of the, like, common U.S. ones. Um, I would probably go with uh, Nessie. I would like to be Nessie. So you just swim around all day, like, occasionally pop my head up, and then just mostly just, like, screw off and be by myself. <laughs> just, like, troll people. I just be great. We're all just really wanting to go hang out uh, places and ignore people, and this that's is the I'm best doing. part about cryptids. Nah, yeah, I would, I would be, uh, I would be a Bloody Mary, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, yeah. hanging out in a mirror because I like the idea of murdering cocky teenagers <laughs> who are like, sure, yeah, right. Johnny, no, Bloody Mary, and was just like, <laughs> you know, we did a Bloody Mary on a school trip once. <laughs> No, and I'm pretty sure, like, part of me is still, to this day, 20-odd years later, convinced that our our room was haunted after that. Oh. Yeah, no, that's the reason that we became friends, mate. Like, it was just a very delayed, like, that's you did it, and then I turned up. I, I didn't even yeah. do it. I was just there. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, that's, that's why we can be mates, you know? If it was you that actually did it, I'd have to kill you. But Ooh. as it is... Yeah, so you to just come and be friends. <laughs> Well, so gang, you, you heard it here first. You say Johnny Sims in the mirror three times, and uh, <laughs> he he'll show up and, and kill you or something. Don't, though, because the travel's a nightmare, and I'll just be like, oh, God. <laughs> you need to book it in, like, you need to get in touch with a personal assistant. There's a busy schedule involved. Like, you can't be in all mirrors all the time. Yeah. 
So Frank, which one would you be? Oh, uh, I would be April's evil twin because uh, I'd be the Glock Nest monster, <laughs> baby. Yay! Wow. <laughs> like my favourite Tumblr post that just says, a cryptid that shoots you when you see it. <laughs> Glock Nest monster. <laughs> Glock Nest monster. <laughs> that works. It. That's on brand. I'm like, yep, yeah. that's me. There we go. There you go. Wonderful. Well, I hope you can all see in chat the magnificent Mothman butt. Yes. Yes. Um, it's beautiful. It is shiny and pendulous. Whoa, that is magnificent. <laughs> it is chrome and firm. <laughs> oh, so like on man. that uh, cryptid thirsty note. They thought they could hide <laughs> it with the wings. Is it really an enthusiasm if we don't get thirsty at some point? Like, <laughs> no. There it is. Who knew? It with the wings, It'll be Mothman. So, um, we're going to end it there. Um, thank you very, very much for listening. I hope you've had a lovely time like we have. And uh, for now, um, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from them. Everybody say goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye. Enthusiasm is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Helen Gould, produced by Lori Ann Davis, with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner, and edited by Marissa Ewing, Tessa Vroom, Jeffrey Nils Gardner and Catherine Ranella. Thanks for listening.